friends, and welcome to our Cookbook Divas podcast. Today we will be talking about new releases coming out in the last week of April. And maybe by then it'll be spring in Seattle, even though it's officially spring. I see rain clouds. Oh man, it's sunny at my house. Ugh. We're getting there. It's so And close. we're only like 15 minutes apart. <laughs> I know. It's really close though. It's getting warm. Yesterday it was like a good 60 degrees at least. Yay for well, us. I'm- I'm still eating and cooking comfort food at night. I'm still pulling out my like Dutch oven cookbooks and my instant pot and soups and stews because at night it's still in the 30s. We're like, we're having hot cocoa every night before bed right now because we have to use it up before actual spring gets here. Right. Yeah, no, same here. And our heat's still going at night. We're at the point where it's like it's getting to it's like too hot in the day. And then it's like, oh, it's so cold. And yeah, we're getting there, though. So the reason we're chit-chatting about the weather is the type of cookbooks that start coming out later in April and towards May, which May is summertime for a lot of the country. The cookbooks start stop being, you know, comfort food, winter, blah, 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 spring. They start getting into back into healthy eating and seasonal and start thinking about barbecue. Oh, and we're yeah. going to go through the cookbooks we're the most excited about in the last week of April. And yeah. Katie is going to start start us off with a hint at what's to come. Yeah, so we're actually going to start with some Canadian, American, North American, regional cookbooks. Um, And I guess I'll go down the line and tell you what cookbooks we're going to be uh, talking about, just so that you can skip over if you'd like. So we're going to be talking about famous chefs cookbooks, um, beverage cookbooks today, Healthy food-oriented cookbooks, which would be vegan, vegetarian, plant-based. We also have some more specialty and miscellaneous cookbooks coming up today. So I'm going to start with a cookbook called A Rising Tide, a cookbook of recipes and stories from Canada's Atlantic coast. I thought this was interesting because, well, I've never been to... Uh, Canada on the Atlantic side. Me either. We need to f- change that. I agree. So I'm n- I'm wondering what the differences are because we are so close to Canada here. And it, I mean, it, it basically tastes like Seattle food to me. <laughs> so I'd be curious to see what, you know, like Quebec or something, like what their food tastes like. Um, so basically this recipe has a hundred, or this, sorry, this cookbook has a hundred recipes uh, these are all basically Canadian food-oriented Atlantic sides. So I'm imagining different fish, different, you know, stuff like that. Uh, we also have a, for all the recipes, which this is one of my favorite parts and probably one of your favorite parts would be, is there's a um, wine or beer pairing for every recipe for the day. I wonder if that includes breakfast. <laughs> Ooh, I like I the way your mind works. I know. It's like, wait a minute, every meal. Uh, so these are really unique, awesome recipes. Um, I I'm trying to find some interesting recipes that, because on uh, Amazon they don't really post any of the recipes, but they might actually have some on Edelweiss. Um, but let's see, real quick. Sorry, I should have had this up already. Um, yeah, they've got some... Okay, I remember. These are really beautiful. So not only do you get to see the region 
for throughout the cookbook, but they have really awesome recipes. There's this really awesome like rabbit ravioli recipe, which is interesting. Um, they have different fish recipes, berries. Uh, uh, they have this cod au gratin, which would be very interesting. So yeah, just really unique recipes that I, I know that I've never tried. So uh, again, that is A Rising Tide, a cookbook of recipes and stories from Canada's Atlantic coast. It's by D.L. Akin. It comes out April 27th. The next cookbook is something I'm not at all familiar with as a lifetime vegetarian, but I'm happy to present it to you meat eaters for your enjoyment as well. It's Black Smoke, African Americans, and the United States of Barbecue. It comes out April 27th. It's by Adrian Miller. It includes 16 profiles of significant people in the black uh, barbecue sector of cookbook land. There's 31 illustrations, eight of them are in color, and only 22 recipes that are collected for this book. So it's really, really good that they're showcasing some black barbecue experts, African Americans. But 22 recipes and barely any photos doesn't really float my boat, so I will be skipping this. <laughs> Plus, I don't make barbecue, but you might want to know about it. Uh, Miller chronicles how black barbecuers, pitmasters, and restaurateurs helped develop this cornerstone of American foodways and how they're coming into their own today. It's a smoke-filled story of black perseverance, culinary in innovation, and entrepreneurship. So that's Black Smoke, African Americans, and the United States of Barbecue, and 22 recipes that you can try out. Awesome. Uh, so I made a mistake, and I admit it. The next cookbook on the list isn't technically a, a North American regional cookbook. This is a family, uh, you know, cookbook. It's called Raised in the Kitchen, Making Memories from Scratch, One Recipe at a Time. This is by Carrion Cheney. Uh, comes out April 27th. So this is basically a cookbook for parents who actually want to teach their kids how to cook. Oh, that's cool. Is, yeah, I love this idea. And I kind of, I actually kind of wish I had this growing up. I'm lucky that my stepdad was so willing to show us stuff uh, when we were growing up. Well, and but, don't you think that most people actually learn to cook from your grandparents because your parents are too busy working? Like, yeah. both of my grandmothers were showing me stuff in the kitchen because my mom didn't work, but she was busy with all of her, you know, society lady things and volunteering and committees and all that. So right. she wasn't really standing around the kitchen showing us how to cook, but my grandmother had time to. Yeah, exactly. So, I, and it might start changing through time, you know, like, who knows if there's going to be, uh, I, who knows if the grandparents are even going to have time. I know my parents are grandparents, so... I, they're and they're so still working busy. and busy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so this is really cool. She's actually a blogger as well. She, Her blog is called Oh Sweet Basil, um, which is, I, I believe, her kid's name. It's really cute. So it kind of goes through step-by-steps, uh, starting with, like, really basic stuff for kids, like kid-friendly stuff. So obviously no crazy cut, uh, knife work or anything. But we've also got uh, more complicated recipes as we progress so that... Um, you're basically learning as you go and being more excited and all that stuff. So sorry for the mistake and placement, but this is a cool cookbook. Definitely check it out, especially if you've got kids. Uh, it's called Raised in the Kitchen, Making Memories from Scratch, One, West, 
One Recipe at a Time, sorry, by Karrion Chaney. Comes out April 27th. Next up, I'd like to bring you Just a Few Miles South, Timeless Recipes from Our Favorite Places by Weta Michael. You might know her from being a guest judge on Bravo's Top Chef once in a while. Her restaurants and herself are regularly featured in magazines like New York Times, uh, Southern Living, Garden and Gun, Food Network, and The Cooking Channel. She compiles many of her restaurant favorites from Southern Fair to International Cuisine. Let's see. She cooks farm to table. She owns or cooks at several restaurants, including Wallace Station at Holly Hill Inn. I don't know where either of those are. Uh, She works with Kentucky's Bounty. She teaches us how to make traditional southern staples like buttermilk biscuits, country ham, and po'boy sandwiches. Or also unique variations on international favorites and American classics. For example, creamy chicken and mushroom soup, Honeywood Restaurant's Hoe Cake Burger, a Wallace Cubano, or a bourbon bond me. Woo! That is interesting. And I yeah. was just pausing, uh, realizing that I keep talking about wanting to learn how to make buttermilk biscuits to the point I don't need to use a cookbook because I'm so used to it. This reminds me I want to do that. <laughs> that was Just a Few Miles South, Timeless Recipes from Our Favorite Places by Weta Michael, April 27. So we'll transition into cookbooks by famous chefs or uh yeah cookbooks by famous chefs uh first we're gonna start with i'm very excited about this one and i think everybody else is super excited about this this isn't really a cookbook but it is world travel an irreverent guide by anthony bourdain and laurel whoever will ever anyway sorry um this is this does not have any recipes like i said but I had to mention this book because it's Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. Um, it does have food in here, obviously. So this kind of gives you a collections, a collection of places to explore. So uh, internationally, obviously, we've got Rome, we've got Cambodia, which I really want to go visit. We've got uh, Toronto, lots of different places around the world, and they even have he. They've even included places to eat um, or classic thing things that they do eat in those places. Living like a local, you could, he suggests like, um, you know, obviously drinks and beverages and a collection of restaurants. Just a lot of cool stuff in this book. Uh, you know, it's Anthony Bourdain. Uh, there's a lot of different stories that I appreciate throughout this book. Um basically his own personal accounts to each, you know, like for each country he's visited or city, he genuinely talks about these places with a lot of care and I I just really love it. He talks about his friends and families and, you know, lots, basically all of his traveling accounts. And I just, I really love this and it needed to be mentioned, even if it's not a cookbook. Um, So yeah, I, I had to. Anyway, so that is World Travel, an Irreverent Guide by Anthony Bourdain. It comes out April 20th. Next up, I am still with you in the South. 
with Southern Ground Reclaiming Flavors Through Stone Milled Flour, a baking book by Jennifer Lapidus. It comes out April 27. It's a groundbreaking tour of Southern craft bakeries featuring more than 75 rich grain forward recipes. That sounds good to me. It's from one of the leaders of the cold stone milled flour movement in the South. I did not know this was a thing. She, the author, Jennifer, is in Asheville, North Carolina at the Carolina Ground Flour Mill, and she's transforming bakery offerings across the southern United States with intensely flavorful flour. And I'm intrigued because I just go to the Safeway and pick up the same old gold medal flour my family's always used throughout, you know, four generations. She is celebrating the incredible work of craft bakers from all over the South with detailed detailed profiles on top Southern bakers and more than 75 highly curated recipes arranged by grain. I love that idea. I'm very curious. I'm the chapters include a huge section on tools and technique, and then it goes into hard winter wheat, then rye. I love rye bread. Sorry, you're gluten-free. Sorry. Soft red winter wheat, which I don't think I've ever baked with and blends and outlier grains. So this is going to be really, really informative, but for hardcore bakers, that is Southern Ground Reclaiming Flavor Through Stone-Milled Flour by Jennifer Lapidus. Awesome. So the next cookbook that I'm actually going to talk about is called Getaway Food and Drink to Transport You. Um, this comes out April 27th. It's by Renee Erickson, who is a local Pacific Northwesterner, a Seattleite. Um, Yay! Yeah, this is a really awesome book because she's got a lot of, um, she's one, she's a James Beard winning chef, obviously, but she has a lot of restaurants here in Seattle called, uh, one of them, I love this, it's the Walrus and the Carpenter. It's so cute. Um, I've never been there. I haven't either, and I really want to. Um, Also, The Whale Wins and Batu. Batu? Oh, no. My lack of French knowledge is showing. Um, Anyway, so this uh, this cookbook is a great um, compilation of places that she's visited that are basically her favorites, and she takes all of the local cuisine and you know certain restaurants she's visited and compiled them into one cookbook and some of them are her versions of these classic dishes as well um which is very unique uh so she's got 120 recipes and of just dishes also 60 cocktail recipes which is a a lot i feel like Um, that is a lot i'm not complaining though that sounds right up my alley Exactly. So it's, God, so cool. Um, So this cookbook has a bunch of places listed. It shows, like, for instance, Rome. It has different pictures of Rome, and it's really beautiful and really honest looking. And then she also accompanies all of these pictures with, like, food. So you've got, like, uh, she has an apricot and bay leaf bellini, which sounds really good. Um a ricotta and roasted cherry tomato crostini with too much olive oil. Is that a thing? Uh, um, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe if it was swimming. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So she's got a lot of really amazing dishes 
side by side with uh, traveling, which is cool. It's kind it's kind of like the Anthony Bourdain book a little bit. Sorry, I took all the traveling books, but I really like the travel and food combination. I just think it's perfect together. So again, that is Getaway, Food and Drink to Transport You. Comes out April 27th. It's by Renee Erickson. Next up is a summary book called Aguas Frescas and Paletas, Refreshing Mexican Drinks and Frozen Treats, Traditional and Reimagined by Erica Sanchez. Comes out April 13. Now, these drinks recipes do not include alcohol. Excuse me. <laughs> What's the point? That's fine. You can make the delicious drinks and then add your rum or tequila or vodka later. Erica Sanchez runs the popular culinary website Nibbles and Feasts. She delivers 40 easy recipes for anyone who loves traditional Mexican flavors. For example, her drinks use horchata and lime. She has drinks with interesting combinations such as hibiscus and spiced orange, mint blackberry, and avocado coconut. I don't like coconut, and I'm probably not drinking avocado with my alcohol, but this looks like a colorful, fun book. It's making me excited for summer. Um... Her horchata recipe, check this out, includes a cup of white rice and a cinnamon stick and vanilla extract and milk and sugar and Mexican chocolate. It sounds like an advanced eggnog, but for summer, <laughs> served cold. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whoa. So that just, is... Sorry, I was gonna Did say, I'm, I was just thinking like, uh, I was gonna make horchata during the summertime and that sounds very very close to the the one recipe that i got from one of my friends who's been making horchata forever so i was like oh maybe th this sounds super authentic so i really had no idea it has rice in it it's more like a smoothie or something wow yeah yum so that is aguas frescas and paletas refreshing mexican drinks and frozen treats by erica sanchez the next book on my list and we are now in healthy food cookbooks it is called one bowl meal simple nourishing delicious uh, this is by maria ziska if i said that wrong i apologize it is it comes out april 27th it has 30 complete meals and so it's it's an interesting cookbook so she kind of provides examples of meals like um, let me see if I can actually pull up an example of a meal. But I would say like a poke bowl is like an example of a whole meal that she provides. But basically, sh her cookbook is about um, giving you five essential steps to building a whole bowl for a meal. So her first step would be like starting with a base, like rice or lettuce or, you know, quinoa, you know, stuff like that. We've got a... Um, protein she says to include so that could be ranged from tofu to chicken and then consider a sauce add a couple toppings would be the fourth step and then garnishes which would be like something crunchy or bright or you know acidic something to give it a little more life i like this cookbook because it's it's fluid you know i'm i'm glad she gives this example so that we can kind of compare and contrast notes like okay I'm trying to make my own bowl here but I'm not sure about it 
So I like that she's got, you know, examples of full bowls, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Gives you the foundation to being able to kind of go on your own and creating your own bowl. And it is actually quite, like, it's kind of fun to make... I've, I've been making bowls lately, and I like how versatile it is, and you can change, like, one or two things from that base five, and you'll have, like, a totally different meal versus the day before... So I really like this uh, particular cookbook for that. And the, the pictures are great, but bottom line, I think it's just a great foundational cookbook. It's, it's a good one to get you started with bowl, uh, one bowl meals. So you know, I, I don't often think of making one bowl meals, and I should since I don't have a proper kitchen right now. And I don't even order them. There's a restaurant nearest that serves a vegetarian bowl, and I just never think of ordering it. But Part of that is because I see french fries on the menu and I go for that instead. Oops. Yeah. Oh, reach yeah. for the bowl, Carrie. Reach for the bowl. I mean, we can make a french fry bowl, I think. Yes. Have your base. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about it. Oh, that sounds delicious. That's the non-healthy version, but it's so good. Anyway, <laughs> that is, uh, this cookbook is called One Bowl Meals, Simple, Nourishing, Delicious uh, by Maria Ziska. Uh, comes out April 27, 2021. Next up is Healthy Cooking for One Cookbook, 75 Delicious Recipes Made Simple by Lauren O'Connor. She is a registered dietitian, and I love the idea of healthy cooking for one. I actually cook some meals just for me that aren't for my boyfriend because I'll make him a chicken dish that's completely different than my vegetarian tofu dish. I don't do that too often because who has the time? I just make him go without meat and he's happy to do that. But once in a while he should have some meat that he wants. Mm -hmm. uh, Lauren O'Connor is a dietitian that helps us learn how to make recipes for one without worrying about abundant leftovers or a pile of dirty dishes. She does budget-friendly meals. She focuses on health, and she does include some nutritional calculations and dietary labels that help you choose foods tailored for your personal health goals. She gives you one sample menu with a week's worth of healthy pre-planned meals to help you start off. I love the idea of Cooking for One cookbooks. I have a lot of friends who are staying home because of the pandemic, and they're cooking for themselves more than they normally would, and they would probably love this cookbook. Uh, for example, I'm taking a peek at Chapter 3, Quick Lunches, Saucy Bean Burrito Bowl. Okay, I might try that. A tuna niçoise salad, a healthy cob salad, an herbed tuna salad sandwich, an egg salad sandwich. I love egg salad. A chickpea and farro salad, braised tofu BLT, creamy broccoli salad, grilled pear and cheese sandwich. Hello! That sounds so good. That is the Healthy Cooking for One Cookbook by Lauren O'Connor. The next cookbook on my list, it, it sounds really medical, but I promise it's, it's not as medical as it sounds. It's called Vibrant Botanicals Transform Transformational Recipes Using Adapto Adaptogens, see, I'm struggling here, <laughs> and Other Healing Herbs, a cookbook by Jennifer McGrether. It comes out April 27th. Okay, I don't know what an adaptogen is. I don't either. <laughs> it sounds healthy and good for you. I know, I was like, okay, cool. Oh, I can't, okay, it says in the title, it says an adaptogen is a plant extract that help the body adapt to stress. Okay. Oh, give right. me a vatful then. I know, exactly. <laughs> give me a gallon. <laughs> um, so the 
photo so there's 75 recipes in in this cookbook they utilize and we're not doctors here um so we're not trying to promote anything but it's supposed to lead to healing or energizing or or serenity that sounds great not awesome um Jennifer McGrether is she is a certified nutritional therapy practitioner, herbalist and writer Um, so hopefully she has a lot more insight than we do in eating healthy uh, using this cookbook but the cookbook is beautifully designed the photos are super stunning they're just bright and clean Um, she has a lot of really uh, traditional recipes, I would say, like a dark chocolate cherry uh, granola, or a um, she even has like a spiced chocolate tea, which oh, that sounds so good. That does. Um, so, uh, and, but a lot of her meals are very healthy, um, not a lot of meat, and if there is meat, it's like a low, usually white white meat, so like chicken or turkey. Well, I guess turkey can be. It's a low fat meat. Um, so. Uh, these basically are all of her recipes are trying to utilize herbal infusions to make you feel better um, and understand your body and hopefully kind of jumpstart your day mostly and maintain that. So if you're really into that kind of thing and all of the science behind it and learning how to eat healthy, you should check out Vibrant Botanicals transformational recipes using adaptogens and other healing herbs by Jennifer McGrether coming out April 27th. My next cookbook is the Traveling Vegan Cookbook, exciting plant-based meals from the Mediterranean and East Asia and the Middle East and more by Kristen Kaminsky. It comes out April 27th. Oh my goodness, this is really cool. It helps expose vegans to more international cooking and expand their palates right here at home. The table of contents lists the region each dish is from and then bullets the dishes you would find. Uh, Kristen Kaminsky created the Tasty K Vegan blog and she's a huge travel aficionado. She's lived in lots of places and visited lots of places. She's sharing recipes, for example, from her time in Japan, a dairy-free matcha ice cream. From Mexico, she gives you vegan elotes. And I'm looking forward to the Mediterranean recipes. I don't know how to pronounce what she's making, but it sounds good. She does a lentil moussaka, which some people say moussaka, but I say moussaka. She got recipe, uh, excuse me, recipes from Cozy Greek Taverns. Love it. We don't have too much of a preview of the inside of the book, so we'll just have to guess by the cover. That's the Traveling Vegan Cookbook, Exciting Plant-Based Meals from the Mediterranean, East Asia, the Middle East, and more by Kirsten Kaminsky. Awesome. My next cookbook is called Restore, over a hundred new delicious ethical and seasonal recipes that are good for you and for the planet. This is by, I hope I'm not saying this incorrectly, Gizzy Erkskeen. It uh, comes out April 27th. Apparently, Gizzy is a pretty well-known in the UK food scene. Uh, she apparently she left a career as a body piercer, and she ended up oh. starting a school to become a uh, chef. And she's an award-winning food writer and stylist, and she's worked with BBC's Good Food magazine and a bunch of places. Um, so she's a big name 
and she's for, uh, she's actually worked for with uh, Jamie Oliver's Food Tube Network as well. So she yeah she's very well known. I wish they had there are a few uh, pictures in this cookbook. Um, I wish there were more. Uh, we always they, say that it's like our thing. <laughs> we're, we're like we want to see mm, sad face. Yeah. Um, so basically, what this cookbook uh, has is like it helps readers like us learn how to source and cook local and seasonal ingredients, uh, which is nice because I think more and more people are starting to, I you know try to shop locally and try to learn how to cook seasonal ingredients and it's just better for us in general so she's learning she's helping us how to do that which is hard but then on top of that she's teaching us how to budget properly so shopping within our means which is a total it's like a whole other element which is also very difficult to do so I'm I very much appreciate that um she, uh, some of these recipes in here, oh man, so she has these recipes called, uh, garbage pail cookies. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but they look so good. Uh, apparently it's a homage to Momofuku's milk bar. Uh, so it, it's, it's really good. It looks awesome. It's got, uh, let's see what it has in here. It's like pink and beautiful. It's got like marshmallows and chocolate and caramel. I don't know how this is healthy, but I'm okay with it. The, on the healthy end, we've got a black lentil and beet, beet root, beet root larb. Sorry. Uh, this looks beautiful. That sounds so, delicious. Yeah, it looks so good. Um, she also has a roasted cauliflower preserved lemon and chili pasta oh That's, hello yeah i have so, preserved lemons in my fridge right now actually hmm. i've actually never even heard of a preserved lemon well don't just take one out of the jar and bite into it trust me okay <laughs> <laughs> wow it also has like the green shakshuka which we've seen a couple times recently and i've only seen the red version so i'm really excited to see what yeah so she's got all these wonderful, healthy recipes. The photos are glorious from the ones that we can actually see. Um, so if you're really into that, uh, into the UK scene, or even know about Gizzy Erkskeen, you should definitely check out Restore. Over a hundred new, delicious, ethical, and seasonal recipes that are good for you and the planet comes out April 27th. The I also have one more for healthy eating. Go for it. Is, it. it is called... The Complete Salad Book, uh, a fresh guide to 200 plus vibrant dishes using greens, vegetables, grains, proteins, and more. So I'll just uh, try to wrap this up really fast, but basically I love this because they present salad as a main course and not a side or a precursor to dinner. Yes, I love that. And we're actually this week we're having salad for dinner every night because we decided that. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we did that last week. And it is, I don't know why it's so hard to kind of, I don't know if it's the culture where we're just so used to salad being a, an accompanying thing. And, you know, the main course is like some be, big meat or carb dish. But I love that they're basically emphasizing that, oh, yeah, salad is main, not before or alongside. It could be, a, you know, a huge thing. 
So uh, basically with the Complete Salad Cookbook, you learn how to make hefty salads with more than just vegetables. Like you can use cheeses, fruits, nuts, grains, like really beef up your beef. You could do that too. You can beef up your salad. Um, you can all, it also teaches you about like pairings that are actually good rather than doing, uh, we used to call some of the salads that my stepdad would make like the, the sink or like the sink salads. Cause it's just like whatever is left in the refrigerator. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even if it's like radish, carrot, cucumber, celery, like putting all those things together, sometimes it would just balsamic dressing is just not very tasty. So learning how to actually put the right things together would make, you know, obviously salad eating good. So again, that is the Complete Salad Cookbook, a fresh guide to 200 plus vibrant dishes using greens, vegetables, grains, proteins, and more by America's Test Kitchen. Comes out April 27th. Well, I'm ready to talk about some possibly unhealthy food now. I'm so excited to see this book called Cheese, Wine, and Bread, Discovering the Magic of Fermentation in England, Italy, and France by a YouTube star that I've never heard of, but I'm going to go look up her channel. Her name is Katie Quinn, and her YouTube channel is Q Katie. And this cookbook includes photos, but also beautiful watercolor images also. Cute, cute. I love the illustrations that they have. And they has, there's little... I'm looking at a page that has a little picture of a thistle on it that someone drew the illustration and then pictures of her. She traveled and went to England and became a cheesemonger at a, one of the preeminent cheese shops. She went to Italy and learned about Italian winemaking with a family-owned vineyard. And then in France, she met the reigning queen of bread, Apollonio Poilon, of Paris's famed Poilon Bakery. I'm sure I just butchered that. And she apprenticed at boulangeries all over Paris. So this is partly a travelogue, partly a documentary about artisans, and partly a cookbook. So Cheese, Wine, and Bread is an outstanding, says the publisher, gastronomic tour for foodies, cooks, artisans, and armchair travelers alike. And Cheese, Wine, and Bread by Katie Quinn comes out April 27. And check out her YouTube channel at QKatie. I think you do a great job with your French. And that's partially why I give it to you, because I'm like, uh, Carrie's going to be so embarrassed. One of these days, we'll all we'll practice all of the cookbook author's names before we go on the air, but we don't usually have time. Sorry. Oh, God, I'm sorry. There's so many that come out, too, and it's just like, ah, oh, we wanted to show everything to you guys. So the next uh, cookbook on my list is The Art of Cooking with Cannabis, CBD and THC-infused recipes from across America. Um, my husband and I really love watching this Netflix show, Cooked with Cannabis. It's pretty entertaining and really science-y, and we just love it. it it's a lot of fun. Uh, so when I saw this book, I was pretty excited because I, I actually know a lot of people that do are at least starting to cook with cannabis, and you can't just do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, that sounds uh, fun, but no. Right, uh, and it is but there is too much of a good thing um so i love the new like i think a lot of people are starting to cook with cannabis and learning about it and you know uh the science behind all of it so this cookbook has a hundred and twenty five recipes they are so oh god they're so good looking 
Um, one they that they have on um, Amazon is called a grilled smoky eggplant dip, which I would never have put together. And I'm like, wow, there's so many things that just without the THC or CBD recipes that I'm like, oh man, I could just take all of that out and still be happy. Um, they have a dark chocolate spice parfait. So there's a lot of really cool recipes in here that are really elegant. You know, it's not just, you know, garbage food, uh, as some people might think that THC and CBD would include, but there's a lot of really elegant dishes in here that, uh, and that you might actually not even need to use the, the cannabis at all. They're just great on its own. Um, the recipes are divided into three categories. So you have CBD, a CBD section, you have a hemp section, and a THC section. So for those who are really diving into cooking with cannabis, this is definitely a great way of kind of deciphering how you'd want to do that and where you'd want to put your CBD, where you would want to put heavy THC, um, which is great. So, um, again, that is the art of cooking with cannabis, CBD and THC infused recipes from across America. It comes out April 27th. It's by Tracy Medeiros. Medeiros. Oh, no. What's next for you, Carrie? Well, I should have heard of this, but I haven't. It's That Time We Ate Our Feelings, 150 Recipes for Comfort Food from the Heart, from the creators of the Corona Kitchen. Which are Lisa Lucas and Debriana Mancini. I don't know what the Corona Kitchen was. Was it a YouTube show or TV or? Yeah, I I didn't even know about it until recently either, and I'm sad I didn't know about it. They broadcast their culinary adventures during the COVID nineteen lockdown and the dark days that followed, and in the process, it says they connected with a hungry audience that spans the globe, but apparently didn't reach into Seattle because Katie and I didn't hear about them. So it still doesn't clear up if it's on TV or YouTube. So whatever. If you know what the Corona Kitchen is, they have a cookbook out. And it features original recipes for all meals of the day, plus snacks and side dishes, cocktails, and why would you want to bother with a mocktail? But okay. And kindly, they include options for vegans, vegetarians, gluten-free, and dairy-free diets. So that is for fans of the Corona Kitchen, whatever that is. That time we ate our feelings by Lisa Lucas and Debriana Mancini, April 27. The next cookbooks on my list, um, they are by Cynthia Grub Grubart. I apologize again. Um, both of these come out April 27th, and I'm kind of putting them together because they're very similar in everything. Um, so one is called Strawberry Love, uh, 45 sweet and savory recipes for shortcakes, hand pie, salad, salsas, and more. And then the other one is called Blueberry Love, 46 recipes for pies, jams, smoothies, sauces, and more. Perfect for spring. I love it. Yeah, totally. Do you like blueberries or strawberries better? I like both, and I have a blueberry tree in my backyard, and last year I got five blueberries off of it that the dogs what? and birds didn't steal. But we tried to grow strawberries, we just don't have enough sun in my stupid Seattle, Washington backyard. Oh my god, I did not know that, and I've known you for so long. Um, so I actually, I, I, so I like strawberries more, personally. Um, blueberries are growing on me, but um, I, I really 
So I didn't really think about this cookbook as being like something, you know, I was like, okay, strawberries or blueberries. But as I'm digging into it, um, again, great photos. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, they're so pretty in this cookbook. Uh, I've never seen strawberries and blue blueberries showcased so well in both of these cookbooks. So Cynthia Grabart is apparently the author of a lot of cookbooks and a James Beard award-winning food writer. So some of the cookbooks that she wrote were uh, Sunday Suppers and Mastering the Art of Southern Cooking. So she's really big on family mealtime recipes, which is, I, I can't wait to get together with my family more often and stuff. And like, I know. This is so spring-oriented and... We're getting into that barbecue gathering season. And I'm really, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. So these cookbooks are really great because it's not just, again, these aren't um, just sweet recipes or just like strawberries as an added thing. We've got, you know, um, there's a lot of salad recipes, especially with the strawberries, but you can do that with blueberries too. We've got a lot of obviously really beautiful, um, delicious dessert recipes on here too like i really want to have a strawberry creamsicle but a lot i think a lot of these can be exchanged for one or the other which is really cool and uh, yeah they, they're all really fresh oriented recipes i she has a uh, oatmeal crumble strawberry crisp that i could totally see having during fourth of july oh yeah um, so there's just a lot of really great recipes in here. If you combine both of them, you're almost at 100 recipes that you could have throughout the summer um, as a dessert or a side or whatever you want. Um, so those two books, one of them is called Blueberry Love, and then the other one is called Strawberry Love. So if you have one preference or the other to what berry you like more, I would definitely check these out. These are really cute books. Uh, that Both of them come out in April 27th. And we're out of time, so I wanted to thank you for listening. This is our cookbooks for the final week of April 2021. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, whatever your favorite is. Our new episodes come out on Fridays, and we occasionally publish little mini-sodes on Tuesdays.